Damn. Check this out, yeah. my nigga. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. So a lot of niggas out here, uh-huh. they got a lot of shit to motherfucking say, yeah. But when a nigga bring it to them niggas, what's up? They can't stand up for what they motherfucking said. Nah, I ain't say that, he said that. If you got something to say, my nigga, stand up for what you said, my nigga. Tell him yeah. bring it to the square, nigga. Yeah, I said If you don't like what I'm saying, then buck. Swing when you see me, we can throw them hands, suckers. Stand up. If you ain't know this nigga, I don't give a fuck. If I said it, then I meant it. And what fuck, nigga? Yo, everybody. Everybody is JP on the FWM podcast. Fuck with me, the diary of the strong black people. I'm here again with Lil Cuz. It's the saga, the marathon of Lil Cuz coming through, speaking in the rabbit hole. So, you know, he was here the other day speaking on the LeBron and Kobe uh, topic. So Lil Cuz hit me up and told me it was some things that we didn't really touch on and hit on. So it was some things that he wanted to, you know, throw out there and, and talk about again. So, you know, I told him to come on through and let's hear what's going on. So look, uh, just give me a little breakdown of uh, what was really going through your mind and uh, what it is that you feel like you got to go in and get out there and open. What up? So last night we talked about, uh, we hit on, if you don't teach your kids, then the stuff on the internet is gonna teach your kids. And I felt like that was a topic that we maybe should have got more in depth about. <clears throat> so, um, it's an image about us that's put out there that we're supposed to look or act a certain way. And because we don't take the time out our schedules to sit our kids down and teach our kids our morals and our, and our understanding, that's leaving the internet to teach them. And who's running the internet? Jews. <laughs> so they're not even our people, but they're gonna tell our people how our people should be and how our people should act. All right. So let me ask you this: um, when it comes to media and internet, you know, do you really just believe that is teaching them that fantasy lifestyle, and they don't really just show on their internet real life? And make it to the to the youth and to the black community. Cause when I say youth, it's even from when we were younger. We older now. You know what I'm saying? Thirties, you know, early thirties, you know, latter twenties, like you, you know, the things that we grew up watching in the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, MTV cribs, things like that. Do you really think that the things we seen that false narrative is what's pushing our minds to think that that's the fantasy lifestyle that we want, that they wanted us to feel like that we was gonna live or we should be living? Yeah, I feel like, <clears throat> so I feel like us seeing, us seeing those rappers on MTV Cribs and all those, and all those athletes on MTV Cribs, yeah, we wanted to be like them. And what are the rappers telling us? They're not telling us anything, you know, stay in school, get your books. Not all of them, at least. I can't say all of them bad and all of them good, but not all of them are saying that. You know, the message that they're sending us and sending our kids right now is, you got to get out here and be and be real in the streets, and that's and, and that's the only way you're gonna come up. So, so when you say that the they not rap, they not telling us to stay in school now. In the raps, they not. But then you find somebody like Jeezy, Ti. They raising their kids. But, uh, 
of but staying you, in but, school. But you promote other kids to exactly. But you promote other kids to 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 go do this stuff in your raps. In your raps. In your raps. Yes. So we don't know you as fans. We don't know you personally enough to to know that's not what you want us to do. Mm-hmm. You got your own label. You can promote whatever you want to promote. So I was looking in and and on on social media also. It's so crazy because growing up, bro, we ain't realize all them cars on MTV Cribs was runners. Yeah. We ain't realize the labels fronted that stuff to them just so they could be on TV and show us that, oh, we can have all these cars, this big house. And, and so let me like ask it. you why you think that, why you think that, that they didn't want us to know that that was rented and, and the label fronted all that money? Because black people want success. <laughs> We want money. We want to be rich. We want to be famous. We want to see, bro. Black people just want to have. We just want to have, bro. So you put somebody of our own kind up there, balling, got different car, big old house, chains, everything in the house look beautiful. Oh, we can do that. Cause all we got to do is rap and shoot a basketball and run a, and, <laughs> and catch a couple touchdowns, bro. You know. I was looking at a couple of things. I just keep going back and just thinking how it was just now. And then when I was younger, man, you know, it was painted, bro, that when you become a baller or a celebrity with bread, then you just go to the strip club yeah. and throw money. Batman's on. You go to the strip club and throw money. Girl, like, why? Why? That's the picture that we just got to blow money because then... We don't realize too as black people, bro. We don't, we the only culture that check authentic when it comes to bags, clothes, and shoes. We will go up to our own kind, put a chain you got on the chain. We're gonna put the thing onto your chain to see if it's real. <laughs> we gotta check each other. Yeah. To see if you authentic or that's what you got on is real. We look at your Jordans and say, oh, them fake Jordans. Oh, where, where you get that Gucci shirt from? That Louis Vuitton bag, that's fake. We the only ones check each other about that. But then we don't realize, bro, white people are always wearing fake stuff. But do you want to know what's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is the culture upbringing. Those white people who are able to teach their own culture with, you know, within themselves and teach themselves their own teachers that's been taught way back through generation to generation. We don't know who we are. We lost. We don't have a, a foundation that we can that we can just pass on generation to generation. We do, but we just don't know. Okay. They took our they took our they took us and put us against each other. So we don't have we we don't have that that in culture teaching knowing that hey. I'm not going to embarrass you in front of this other culture. I can check you when we get back here, but I'm not going to embarrass you like that in front of other cultures like that because white people don't do that. Indians don't do that. Asians don't do that. Koreans don't do that. They have and trust that the way that they bring up their youth is strictly like that. They stay true to the upbringing and the structure they want to have. And they don't let society, media, or anything like that put them any other way. 
but they know that we don't mind following a trend or whatever because we so lost. Bro, we don't know no identity of us, bro. We really don't know what's real and what's not. We are the only culture and people that don't really know. And we are searching so much every single day. We are the only ones, bro, that don't know anything and have to rely on a European to teach us everything. We got to go on Google and let a European tell us something that we're researching. That is crazy. You know, just looking at the youth that we have coming up right now, it's the show me generation. <laughs> it's the show me generation, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's all about show me what you're talking about because growing up, early 90s being 89 and anybody before me in you know 80 through 85 through 88 87 88 we had parents that were born in 68 67 70 72 so their parents was born in 47 you know 57 Stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So, and that that mean their grandparents was borderline slave. Our grandparents were coming into the integration. <laughs> Our great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents coming out of the 1800s, slavery. So that old-time religion is stuck. So we're growing up in do as I say, not as I do. But this generation coming up after us, bruh, they not having this it. My, this is my favorite generation. Bro, this they my- are the ones that stand on, because our last generation of us came up with that we not our ancestors. But this one behind us, oh, they stand on that shit. And, and this is my favorite generation. A lot of people don't like this generation. So they're a little too wild and rowdy, but this is my favorite generation because you're not just gonna sit here and say, "Here, this is what this is what we want you to know about your people," and it ain't no reason why we just want you to know this much about your people. They not having that. They fucked up and gave this next generation too much technology yeah, and too time. much wide range of being able to go search for something. If you're gonna tell a black person they don't know how to read. <laughs> Boy, we got audio now. This generation gonna go look at some videos then. But teach me visually. Teach me visually. Bro, this generation here, they love to call millennials and this generation lazy. They wanna call us lazy because they feel like when they tell us what to do, we should not question or not try to figure out why we should not figure out why you know what I'm saying and the thing about it is how fair is that that we should not have to ask questions it's not fair because this generation is using something they've been teaching us for a long time and they don't like it critical thinking they don't like that (laughs) 
hey, don't 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 do that. Well, why not? Why shouldn't I do that? If I'm sitting here thinking about it, all the odds are in my favor to do that. And just because you saying no is not adding up. And you said something so perfect, critical thinking. I remember growing up in, in elementary school and middle school and hating on tests that the title say critically thinking when you don't have a multiple choice question and you have to give your answer in depth. We used to hate that. And like, bro, why, man? Why we can't just A, B, C, or D? <laughs> True or false? They have given us critical thinking so much, but then you get pissed off when we start adjusting and saying, if that's what we got to run into and that's what we're going to see, but you pissed off that we adjust to it and figure out how to answer the question. Yeah. Why are you pissed off about it? Because they didn't expect us to sit here. They seen how much we drew. We we didn't like using critical thinking on the test. They seen that, but not one not once that we see that okay, using critical thinking actually helps us out a little bit. Oh shit, we fucked up. So now they gotta find something else. Cause they say this generation lazy. Uh, don't want to do nothing. No, they don't want to work for you. They don't want to work for you their whole life. You tell them that they, it's impossible for them to go and own a business without going through college and all that, and they find a way to do it. And now you don't like that. It's not that they're lazy. They just don't want to work for somebody else. Exactly. That's the issue. They want people to stay employed. This generation don't want to because why, bruh? Another form of slavery, man. That, yes, that too. But y'all have showed us if we make it out here on the grind, nigga, we can ball. We can ball. We can't ball on a nigga telling us on an hourly wage. You know what I'm saying? We can't ball with knowing you only gonna pay me $22 an hour. Cause you don't want to give no black dude no salary. Cause you feel like if you give him salary, he ain't gonna come to work. She ain't gonna come to work. You know what I'm saying? If you telling me I'm gonna make X amount of dollars each year through 12 months, and that is guaranteed, even if I don't come to work, that is my salary. You don't like that. You wanna say, well, come in here and grind and get this hourly. Then that's how old. That means you got to stay to work overtime and stay to work the whole 12 hours, X, Y, Z. That's how we grind and do whatever, whatever, right? Then you say, okay, y'all got to go out here and work for commission. But do you realize the ones who thrive the most in sales and commission? And when they hear that we don't have to work for somebody, you can make your own, you know who worked the hardest like that and thrived the most? Who? Come that sales. But what salesman, what type of set, what type of people thrive like that? Fellas. Fellas. I used to be in the car business, bro. Car business is one of the ones, bro. A felony can't stop you. When I used to work for direct sales for Comcast and direct TV, when we used to go door to door, stand in, 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 in Walmart and, and get people the pyramid schemes of sales 
that you just people just sell, bro. You tell them all you got to do is build a team. Go out there and sell as much as you want. Build that team around you. You'll become an owner. You can own your your little hub. And now you make your own money. Boy, that is the ones who go out there and grind. Man, shout out to, you know, my boy Quail Solomon. You know, I never forget, man, Quail, I lost my job and Quail brought me in under uh, Direct TV um, in Macon. And my man, bro, he had just did 10 years in, in, in the pen. They told this man, you can have your own. I was one of the first ones on his team that he brought in, showed me the ropes, came through, killed it. He started bringing people under him after me. But then I started realizing, though, bro, that ain't me. I got the drive and the hustle for it, but bruh, I got options. Bruh went so hard and bruh has capitalized off of it and doing major numbers. The, the blueprint that he gave me and he showed me the holistic, you know, picture, he was correct because he capitalized off of it. But we both have different grinds. Bruh had to do that. I didn't. We both got the same mindset. We both know where to grind at. The only difference is, bruh, I know, bruh, these folks can't tell me what to do. Bruh, I can go out here and get any job I want anyway. But then the type of sales that it was, I'm like, bruh, it's really uncomfortable for me. I, I don't like that. I could, I can tear this shit up and do what you're doing. But do I want to do it? Do I have to do it? No. Your grind is different. So, them boys, bro, when you tell them they get a second chance and they can have their own, but all you got to do is take the platform that they offer you, they, they offering you, and you can build off of that, bro, that's all they need. And bro took that shit and took off. And, and that shots out to him, bro. Congratulations, because he an owner now with that business. And Matt, bro, got, you know, he managing artists and, 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 and making doing video shoots, bro. He got his own, uh, uh, what you call it, a um, documentary. He putting together in the Mac, bro. You know what I'm saying? Bro is, is really doing it. And that's, that's kudos to him because he found his lane and did what he had to do. And he capitalized off of it, bro. And, and not only that, bro seen it not robbery to see somebody like me who needed help at that moment of time to get me up off off my ass because I had I didn't have anything to just show me show me the ropes and have somebody to push me and he did that for me and I've always told him thank you for that you know what I'm saying just because I didn't go down the same path as him and finish up to building what he had I still have gratitude for him for doing that for me because he didn't have to do that he could have shut the door on me but brand knew I was real genuine I was a cool nigga he looked out for me but you know, my thing is this, we got to start showing our youth, man, that even throughout the balling out, the spending money, man, that ain't even the bigger picture. It ain't even the bigger picture. It's all about how we setting ourselves up for the long game like the white folks doing. They have the patience to say, 
I don't have to rush it because we could just play the game and my great grandchildren and great great grandchildren are going to benefit off of it. That's called generational wealth, cuz. They taking their time and building generational wealth. We rushing to get wealth for right now. And that's not how you're going to set your kids up or, and, and their kids. We rushing to try to get it right now. Slow and steady, we in the race. But we've been down for so long. And a lot of the black people coming up in the last 500 years, bro. Not even that, but the last three, not a, the last century. Up from 1950, 1960, bro, we've been down. Because even the last 60 years, 50 years, bro, you go back into anything in 1958 or 1951, 1961, because it was still segregated. So the people that was living in that time, bro, they still had nothing other than Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? And then you see what happened to that shit. But anybody else in the black community, bro, they had nothing. So if they have the ability and have the avenues to get it, bro, they are thinking, bro, I can't think about too far down because I want to reap the benefits because I've worked so hard. But we got to learn, like you said, the steady because we have to start getting in our minds and saying, bro, it's all about what we got going on. In the generational wise. But bruh, I believe we about to turn around generationally and start getting together and doing it. But the problem is what's gonna happen is we only have two or three more generations left. We only got, see, I have a daughter. So my daughter will have kids, but her kids is questionable. Bible, when they say the world is coming to an end, it's two things that that can mean. One is the world will come to an end because of the way that the media is pushing and, you know, demasculating our men, that people will be gay and no more reproduction because Bill Gates already saying he about to open up the sky, block the sun, because the white people dying in a rapid rate. Because why? They can't they can't take that sun. They ain't got no melanin. What does that sun do for them? Get them cancer. They can't take it. So you're going to block the sun, try to keep that lifespan going on. So that's why they also want to reproduce with us. Because if you put some of that melanin, 50% in their bloodline, that helps them last a little bit longer. But how are you going to pre uh, procreate with us to stay alive? But then you still want to keep the keep that race down. How what fucking sense do that make? How how are you gonna say we are dying out at a rapid race? Oh, got it. Let's procreate with them 50%. But then you still gonna treat the 50% because the black dominates over it. How are you gonna still keep them in bondage? How are y'all gonna still win if you still treating them like they 100% black? How the fuck are y'all gonna win? What sense do that make? Make it make sense for me, guys. How is that gonna make sense? But the second, the world is gonna end. Second way, we are going to become dominant. Think about it with white folks is, under pressure, what do they do? They sink the ship. White people have situations where 
if their name is gonna be tarnished or slandered, like how they do us, before they get to any backlash or any slander to muddy up their name, what they do? Come on, find out they gonna kill themselves. So before they turn this world over to us, they gonna, they gonna in the whole world. Before they say that we conquered and we won, they're in this motherfucker and die with us. Before they can say that we won, they're in all this motherfucker. That's the crazy thing about it. So I just don't understand how they can sit up here and want to have us down so long. But bro, if black people rule this world, bro, well, you know how much, you know how how mighty this world will be, bro. If you start having black inventors, black leadership, <laughs> boy, you know how much stuff will take off off the ground? The creativity and, we got? And, and I don't mean to cut you off, but just step back and take a look at what we got going now. Okay. Ron and George, they offering all these uh, hiring bonuses and all this stuff. You want to know why? Because we took this money and started investing in ourselves, taking chances on ourselves. And what's the best way to hurt them? We don't have to tell, tell nothing up. We don't got to mess nothing up. The best way to hurt them is in their pockets. So now that we shopping amongst ourselves, as we should be doing, every other culture shop among themselves, as we shop amongst ourselves, it's hurting their economy. <laughs> now their pockets hurt. But again, I ask, what do you want then? Do you want to give us the money because we were saying if y'all want us to sit home, give us some money to make us sit home and we got these bills y'all gonna keep making us pay to keep us right? Or do you want to say, hey guys, come on back to work. Give y'all, what, what the fuck do y'all want? What they wanted was to make us dependable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You hand us all that money, we sit down, we go spend that money. We gonna fuck it up. When the next stimulus coming? Hey, yeah, guys, hey, when the next? When hey, the next I'm hurting. Round I'm hurting. When the next one? When coming? the next round coming? Yeah, but instead is oh, we took that money and we invested in ourselves. We stopped coming. You wanted us to stay home anyway. We stopped coming to work. We took that time to, to get up a business plan to do what we need to do and make our own money. We have our own boss now. Entrepreneurship. That's the American dream. That's what you teach. But now that it's turn around and beating you in the butt, you don't like that. Man, they don't like that we are starting to use our minds. And the only way to shut a black person up, to stop using their mind, either to lock them up, treat them like caged animals, or put them in the dirt. To put them in the dirt. They want to keep creating so much divide. Put on the news that it's another police shooting. Random black person getting gunned down police brutality. Oh my God, this is an outrage. You want us to beg and plead to stop. So what happens, y'all feel like <laughs> we gonna keep begging. So y'all answer is gonna be, okay guys, we'll stop when y'all stop using y'all minds and want to be independent. But then you tell our women, be independent. Don't worry about these black men. We got y'all. But what you teach a white woman? Oh, to shut up, be submissive, <laughs> get in that kitchen, shut the hell up and watch these kids. Or 
don't worry, keep your body right. Wear your yoga shirt, your yoga pants, your soccer mom van, and that, and, and we're gonna take care of you. But you know what the crazy thing about it, right? White men, you know what's, here. you know what's they, you know what's a white man's uh, greatest fear? What? Other than us, other than the black man, what? a white man's greatest fear is if that black child grows up with both his parents. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With a strong yeah. foundation. Oh, yeah. With the, with the strong grandparent system, how they got. Yeah. Then they're able to install tradition and tradition like they're able to. That's generational wealth. <laughs> That's generational And most people structure. thinking about money, generational wealth. That's generational is not about structure. Just, it's not about just money. That's structure. That's structure. That's teaching. That's that mental health that we need. That's teaching. Because the man is the foundation. The black woman just builds on top of that strong, that strong ground. Now it's up to her on how that building stays strong. It's up to her. That bit, you are the builder of the building. We just make sure if the bitch come crashing down, it don't fall through the floor. Cause even if your building collapsed, you can still move and sweep the debris away. And that floor plan, which is that foundation, is still set straight, right? The problem is, is if we have structure and a black man, because the black man's voice, the black father's voice <laughs> is powerful, bro. That father tells that kid, sit down one time. Sit there down. The mama just, hey, Stop all that noise. Hey, sit down. Oh, come in. Why are you crying? But okay. Let me stop you right there. That's not just in 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 a black household. That's in a white household too. That's in every household. When when daddy say something, that's it. That's the last, that's that's it. But it's the thing about it. They don't want us to start that 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 generational teaching and everything. So that's why they have to break daddy off of that. Okay. So now that we break, like you said, like when we touched on LeBron, we broke daddy off of there. Mm-hmm. Now we can get the mama. She been struggling. Mm-hmm. Now we can get the mama so easy. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to work for us no more. We're going to raise your baby boy up. Mm-hmm. Do exactly what we want him to do. Mm-hmm. And don't fall out of line. And you ain't got to work no more. Okay, so when you say it goes in both, stru- in both households, I got to disagree with that. Okay, so I tell you this, because the white man's voice in his household Johnny still says, I'm so fucking tired of y'all. This is fucking ridiculous. I hope you fucking die. Fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. You you just, you know, I, I hate you guys. I just want to run away. He has the guts to say some shit like that. But let little Raekwon say that to Mr. Earl. Mr. Earl gonna break his foot off in his ass. And boy, that's the last time you were talking about you hate me. Call the police if you want. Because if they don't take you, as soon as they leave, I'm going to break my foot off of your ass even more when they leave. A black parent going to tell when them police come, I hope y'all coming to get them. Because this second one going to be worse than the first one. You're right, Coach. You're right. That, that <laughs> structure is not the same. That fatherly voice in the white household does not ring bell. Like that strong 
black man. And if we had strong, like I said, with these rappers, like Jeezy, T.I., who shows to the media that you are a father, an active father in these kids' life, why do you go back and rap and kill other children's, other parents' children's life by building a fake narrative? But you behind the scenes making sure that your kids don't result to the streets. If you're telling a story about what you used to do, let them know how you used to do that and that's how that's not the right way to go. Don't be preaching that that is the right way and you're still doing that to this day. You call them uh, side A A rappers. (laughs) And that shout out to my daddy. My daddy say he's a side B preacher. He don't preach about all the good stuff and all this and that. He preach about well, where you gonna go if you're not doing what you're supposed to do? And so we need more B-side rappers who are gonna let us know, hey, that's not the way that you have to go anymore. And another thing, cause we got away from, I know we got uh, we ain't got long, but I know another thing we got away from is uh, we got away from culture. This we, us discipline ourselves was in within the culture. Mm-hmm. As in, you might see a, um, a, a group of fathers down there stand on the same street. You know, a group of black houses that's complete houses standing on the same street. Lil Johnny don't belong to him, but Lil Johnny is out of line, so he's gonna correct Lil Johnny. So now that we take the, some of the black fathers out of here, when Lil Johnny, when when Earl correct Lil Johnny, Lil Johnny go back and tell his mama, his mama get in her feelings because mm-hmm. she's not a man. She don't understand how to raise that little boy to be a man. Take criticism. So now she goes and get in Earl's face, and Earl can't discipline that that young man and help him grow to be a man. I'm glad you brought that up because it takes a village to raise a child, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But you know why we only say that saying? Because the father's not in the house, so it takes the village outside of the house. It wouldn't take a village if that father was in the house. It wouldn't take so many people. Because you X out one man. Now it takes many other people, men and women, father figures and mentors outside of the house to raise that child. And that's only from Xing out one man. You keep that man in the house. You don't have to worry about a village. We say that saying so much. But do we really understand why we say that? Do we really look deep into understanding why we say that? We don't. We put that black man back in the house. It don't take no village because that strong black man gonna make sure that shit is up and running. The black man is so strong, bruh, it's ridiculous. And that's why they fear it. The black man is Adonis. That black man is Goliath to society. A black man cannot even be 6'5", 300 pounds, dark skin, and be big to be feared. He just got to be black. Weight, muscle mass do not translate to strength. It's that mental and that heart. That's what makes a strong black man. And that's why they kill all of them. 
But the big ones, it's the easiest ones to say that they're a threat. I had a big, I had a guy grew up with me, man. Went uh, went to school with me, man. Hell of a football player, man. Again, man, shout out to uh, Locke. You know, I had him on, you know, previously. And he was saying, man, about how growing up through elementary and middle school, they used to send him to the counselor's office, you know, and preaching his head that he was angry. <laughs> he was a lineman. Locke ain't never been a small dude. Big, dark skin. Always been in the 200 pounds since he was 13, 14 years old. But they would preach to this young brother that he's angry. He's angry. He ain't angry. If we can drive he's angry in his head and make him truly believe he's angry, now that's half our job is done. Because when he acts out, <laughs> that's the that's your license to shoot him. Mm-hmm. But then also, you're going to keep giving him the excuse before they kill him that he can keep telling people, well, I was angry because, you know, I was diagnosed with X, Y, Z. So that's why I act this way. That gives him that out to keep making excuses to not improve himself. But I, I told a kid the other day that I had to talk to, man, when I'm mentoring these kids, you know, when your father's not around and you a football player, you have one sport that you can channel all that energy in and you can put your daddy's face and these white folk face on 11 different individuals and take all your anger out legally from the time the whistle blow and the play restart to the whistle blow again to tell the players over with. You can channel all that energy and it is legal to unleash all type of punishment. But then you got to realize and teach them that that's the only place that you exert that energy on. Once you off that field, you go back to being a regular person. But when you strap them pads on, it's all legal to take all your energy out, your anger out, anything that you was mad about. Whoever you wanted to hurt or whoever you was angry with, put their face on their body, on that helmet. Take it out right then and there. But leave it on the field. Leave it on the field. You know, we got to start getting our youth together, man, and letting them know that, bro, you're not crazy. You're not angry. Stop letting y'all fill y'all head up like that. It's okay. Just talk to us. Just talk. What's on your mind? This generation, we have to talk to them. We can't be like the older folks and, you know, Johnny said he, he, uh, he, he, he depressed. We telling the other family member or, or grandma, we come to grandma in confidence and tell grandma that and grandma tell mama that. Mama come back to you and say, yeah, grandma told me you say you're depressed. Oh, yeah. And you a child. You don't know nothing about being depressed. Take your depressed ass and then wash them down dishes. Instead of talking to the kids and saying, what's going on? What makes you feel that way? Talk it out with these kids so they don't feel like they don't have nobody listening to them. If we listen to them, this generation just want to be heard because they know this is bullshit that's going on. They just want to be heard. 
But I'm glad you brought up this topic, man, because this is something that we really, really needed to touch on, man. And, you know, even just in the last two times that you, I, I, I've, I've had you on, man, it shows two of the difference of what I have been talking by myself and just having me by myself and, and not even going as deep and as real as I am because I have somebody's energy and bringing that out for me. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have actually for the last two times have pushed it out of me uh, saying, bro, let them really know what's up and how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other ones, you the other, you know, audios and the other, you know, topics that you speak on, bro, have you gone as deep as you needed to go? Have you really expressed how you really, really feel? You may have just been being watered down because I think you need to let them folks know what it is. And that just goes back to what we talked about last night, healthy dialogue. Healthy back and forth. You not getting angry because I'm trying to help you and bring you out to another side that I feel needs to be out. And me not being so close-minded to get on here and he not trying to listen to what I'm trying to say, so I'm finna close my ears up. It's just crazy, bro, because, you know, you hear me talk all the time where it's just me and you talking, man, and you know what I'm capable of. And you see, bro, if you're going to be on this platform, speak it. And I appreciate you coming out and, and, and taking the time and doing what you did these last few times, bro, because it has really brought me on the scene on a different, different side, bro, because I've been very vanilla. I've gotten deep into how I feel, but it's been very vanilla, you know, and these last two on this LeBron and this one, bro, you have really gotten like, bro, tell them folks how the white folks really is, bro. Stop playing. It's all about unity, man, but keep it real. Why are we not unified? Who's stopping us? Who's dividing us on being unified? Don't keep talking about how we can be, you know, unified or, or unity, but keep it real on what's stopping them. Who is really Throwing the rocks. You know, it was, uh, one of my one of my one of my heroes and role models, uh, Malcolm X, because he said and, and summed it up. He says, "How long are we supposed to be patient and and quiet and and put up and out the way?" You keep saying it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. Hell, it's been 400, 500 years. No, no. Now, now it starts with me. No, now I teach my kids. No, these are the people who 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 are trying to drive us apart. These are the reason they're trying to drive us apart. This as as people, this is what we need to do to get together. And not only just talk the talk, you got somebody who's trying to walk walk it and and, and show you the way and, and pave the way. And piggybacking on that, before we close out, though, you know. He said one in his speech, he said, the media will come and paint a picture on us to make us feel like we the issue, we the problem. They will paint a picture that's gonna keep making us that we're just aggressive. And it's gonna paint a picture to make us feel like and make everybody believe that we're the problem. He said that, he said the media would do that. He said that. And he woke everybody up. Mm -hmm. He woke everybody up. Malcolm is not so much as what Martin was because of the teaching and the, 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 the Islam 
you know, the Muslim culture. So Malcolm is a little more in there and not saying reckless, but a little more straightforward rather than Martin Christianity turn the other cheek. You know, Malcolm, oh, hey, it's a time for war. You know, Martin failed to, you know, express and to point out that the Bible did say it's a time for war and it's a time for peace. And just to just to paint an example, uh, an image of when you say how he how he said the media would make it seem like we're the problem. Just recent when they were doing all the marching and up in Atlanta when they burned down the Wendy's and they hate mm-hmm. they tearing up their own city, they burning it down. And come to find out it's a Caucasian. It's one of your people. We're not violent. We're marching, we 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 keeping it peaceful. You come at us, you shoot at us, but the media again turn around and make it seem like, hey, we're attacking these people and we're attacking these officers and they happen to use this kind of force. But thank God for technology being so advanced that <laughs> they messed up. That they messed up and technology so advanced as, that we got our own and we can record our we own. Stay steadfast and confident in our thinking, bro. Technology and video. It's how you can 100% can't lie because video footage is 100%. But even if you look at it, you got to stay steadfast on, that's what that is. You cannot let them make you feel like you wrong. When you see it right there, you see it right there, you cannot fall by the wayside and say, ah, nah, that may be not what it is. You see it right there, right? It's right in your face. That's what it is. You know, and and again, bro, like I say, man, I really appreciate you coming through, man, and, and and picking my brain, man. And again, this platform is always open for you, bro. It's always, like I said, man, these last two conversations with you, bro, it has really, really turned it up. And I appreciate that, you know, because it's very hard by myself to get the energy when I'm just by myself, you know, but I want everybody to be able to come through and understand that this is what this platform is for. Everybody got a voice. Voice your opinion. Come on here and tell what it is. Pick my brain. Let's get the word out. Let's do this. And I appreciate it, man. And it's always open for you. It's always open for you, bro. Because, bro, always coming through and, 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 and picking my brain. So, you know, it's always a little longer than what it used to be, what it be by myself, man. So, even though with that, I hope you guys really, really enjoyed the, the dialogue because this is what this platform is for, you know, for all us to wake up, man, and realize that it's our time. It's definitely our time, and, and, and we about to overcome, you know. So thank you guys for listening in again. And again, it's JP on FWN Podcast. Fuck with me. There we go. That's that merry go reflexes very low. Reruns of the same hoes that I'm watching every show. Thinking, are you serious? What was that the series of? Stepping by the repetition, booming through my stereo. Yeah, I keep my mask on like I'm real Mysterio. Wrestling with mankind, I can't let these egos go. Knowing I'm blind mouth, clinging from a ego. So I'm thinking about letting go, cause I got plenty reasons. Then I hear my end up being singing, I believe. Hey, I think I can. Then I think again, sinking and sinking sand. In the workshop with the devil, Papa tell by Satan's hand. A coward die a thousand times just to return the grace of land. If you want to make a change, put in work with them praying hands. Get up off your knees and take a stand. Before you think about giving up. 
my nigga, you should take a chance. Yo, true shit. Hey, just keep it such a time. Live in peace with my brother, going, baby, man. Learn something.